Rewind the tape, what are you talking about? Hello everyone and welcome to Good Bad Show, I'm Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a show where I take however long it takes to convince Matt that something is either good or bad. Well, usually I have a pretty good idea to begin with, whether it's good or bad, and then it's however long you want to talk, and then I say the thing I was planning to say the whole time. And then at the end, you're convinced. Hmm, at the end... I'm three for three, check the scoreboard. At the end, I'm tired. Check the Jumbotron. If you talk long enough, I'll get tired and go, yeah, whatever you want, Andy. You know, tired... Can I go to bed yet? Tired, wrong, what's the difference, really, at the end of the day? Well, I guess in your life, it probably is synonymous. You, You miss every shot you're too tired to take. Wayne Gretzky used to say that all the time. To his friend, Michael Jordan. Yeah, they always used to say, go to where the basketball puck is going. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. the famous Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan quote, I think. Argue to where the argument is going, not to where the argument is. Whoa, that was deep. (laughs) This week, Matt, we got a challenge in front of us, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because you you had Twitter vote, and they gave us the hardest one. Yeah. What is your problem? What did you think was going to happen? I thought it'd be fun, and I'm going to continue doing this. If you want to vote on future topics for a good, bad show... Be sure to follow Real Good Bad Show on Twitter, The Real Good Bad Show. Anyway. And just throw us curveballs every week. Make mm-hmm. it as hard as possible. Yeah. Some people throw us softballs, but this week I put up some options, and uh, the, the clear winner via voting was humanity. Oh, good. Well, that's <laughs> all easy. All of humanity. Just all of it. Sure. So, we get to talk about whether or not humanity is good or bad, and that's be the first episode. I'm not going to start off with a super strong stance. I'm not coming out of the gate and saying this is one way or the other. But my, my feeling, my gut feeling is that we really have no choice but to operate under the assumption that humanity is good. I think we have to start there. There's going to be a lot of reasons we can decide to go the other way, but I kind of have to start that way too, or else wh- what are we doing? Who are we? Should we just kill ourselves? Well, is, yeah. that, is that what happens if we decide the other way? On, on a practical level, I mean, the, the way I defined objective truth, episode one was something that was objective from an anthrocentric point of view. So basically, we are humans. We invented the words good and bad and objective and the ideas of talking about these things this way. We invented podcasts. We invented these headphones you're listening to them on. We invented all these things. So if we don't operate under the idea that overall humanity is a net positive, I mean, certainly we can, there's, no, there's no argument it's, net, it's a net positive for itself, right? Well, <laughs> Uh, until we kill ourselves off, which could happen. We could uh, eliminate ourselves by just doing the things that humans do, mm-hmm. at which point not net positive anymore, I think. Mm-hmm. Unless you just count all, you add up all the history and say, well, it was, it, the total amount of good was better than the last part where they just blew themselves up. But and, and, is and that fair? I, I think so. And here's where I'm going to kind of put a flag in the ground. The definition of humanity, not to get all definition-y, because we learned our lesson there. Definition's maybe not the most important thing to argue about, but, you know, we are human beings, and human beings are animals, and I think oftentimes some of our worst aspects are not because of our humanity, but in spite of it. It's like the parts of ourselves that we haven't civilized yet. So humanity is the civilized part, and everything else is the reptilian brain. We can blame it on reptiles. It's their fault. Well, yeah, I mean, the reason that we live in cities and have laws and police officers and governments and infrastructure and power lines and sewers is because we all agreed on a certain level of civility, yeah. more so than, for example, snakes. Snakes don't have any of those things. Snakes are lazy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Get snakes out <laughs> of this country. It's my general stance. I think they're lazy. I think they should be deported. 
you can't trust snakes. The real snakes in the grass. But all of that, that I think is our defining feature. Like, yeah, we also kill each other. Animals kill each other too. And that's unfortunate. Uh, yes, we also are short-sighted and egotistical and really only concerned with our own immediate well-being and survival. But that's, that's animal us, right? That's what animals do all the time. They're, you know, by definition and through complete lack of understanding, inherently completely egocentric, right? Like an animal can't really have a sense of the greater good uh, unless mm-hmm. it's a greater good that directly benefits them. Uh, which I think is something that we've gone a little bit beyond. I, I, people like to talk a lot about how humans are just animals. I think that's true, but uh, I think we've, we're at a different point. Uh, and I think that the different point is how we've been able to acquire and use knowledge in a way that other living things have been unable to do. And, and that, like, that pursuit, acquisition, use of knowledge and understanding to change our surroundings that's kind of what I, when I, when, I, when I talk about humanity, that's kind of what I mean. Like, the fact that every once in a while some selfish sociopath comes along and, like, murders a bunch of people, yeah, that's the worst. But that's kind of nature, I think? Well, so here's, a, here's an inter- interesting situation. We, we're defining humanity by our ability to adapt to our environment and these things that separate us from other animals. Uh, but also, when I said earlier about us, maybe we're going to blow ourselves up. Uh, maybe we're just going to destroy the planet because we've gotten so good at adapting for humans that we destroy the like number one environment for humans, the planet. Mm-hmm. That now. seems like a bad thing to do, right? That seems like a pretty objectively bad thing is to destroy your own home planet. And that's why I think uh, some people get really hung up on this idea of objective, right? Because you play the game of, oh, well... You know, what's objectively good for the wolf isn't objectively good for the bunny rabbit. Uh, or in our case, like here, we're kind of in a lot of ways like a parasite on this planet, just sucking all its natural resources out and turning it into pollution and ruining everything, really, in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I think we have no choice but to operate from the human perspective. Like, sure, if we played like fun, put on our hat and pretend we're the planet Earth game, uh, y- yeah. As far as the planet Earth is concerned, we're probably not good. But we're not the planet Earth. The planet Earth did not invent the idea of good and bad and talking about ideas and communing with other living creatures to understand each other and ourselves better. We invented that. So, Well, my favorite, my favorite George Carlin joke of all time is uh, about humans and plastic. And he's like, well, if we destroy the planet because of plastic, we didn't destroy the planet. It's now just the Earth plus plastic. We destroyed humans. The planet's going to go on. It's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. We just made it uninhabitable for ourselves. And probably lots I think of other true. species along the way. Sure. But generally, like, when we talk about the planet, we're really talking about it in our own environment. Because I don't think we're actually going to, like, explode it and turn it into pieces. And also, it's not like a, a being with thoughts and feelings. Like, it's a rock uh, that happens to support life. We could just turn it into a different kind of rock that doesn't support life that's kind of just our own take on what the planet should be Mm -hmm. i think there's kind of like two extremes to this argument and why i tend to gravitate towards the humanity is good part of the argument is because i think at either extreme there's really not a strong argument that humanity is not good so the one extreme is like we're just nature all right so we're just we're just slightly more complicated viruses right we just we have something that we're going to do given our environment and given our stimuli mm-hmm. and there's no stopping us from ruining the whole planet just as you know some ants might destroy a whole hill building a colony in it uh, that's just totally natural and it's unavoidable and for us to try and struggle against that is useless that's kind of like the 
the naturalist perspective, I, I, would, I would guess. Uh, and there, like, what's the argument that humanity is bad? We're just doing what, we're, what we've always done. We're, we're no... Yeah. Humanity we're, is set out to do exactly what it does, where it, it rises, it falls... Hopefully it doesn't destroy itself, but if it does, so what? No, it does. That's Who cares? What they, that's what they were supposed to do. Yeah, it, it, if, or not supposed to. That's just kind of the cycle of humanity. If, if you're of the nature perspective, then yeah, we're we're no worse than a wolf eating a bunny rabbit. Like that's not bad. That's just the wolf's got to eat. We're just humans. We just got to do what we got to do. And apparently that's remove the tops of mountains and uh, fill the air with smog. So I think that's some people's perspective. It's like we're just nature. Um, I don't have the best language to describe why I don't think it's true, but I, I don't think, that's not my perspective. I don't think we're just extended nature. I think we've crossed some threshold. We are now different than the rest of nature. In well, a, in if, a we were, way. if we were just nature, my take on that is that, like, there's no good or bad. It just is. Like, yeah. there's, I, I have no way of assessing whether any of that is good or bad. It's just like, well, that exists. It'll continue to exist or it won't. And then it is what it is. Uh, because in that worldview i have a nihilistic take on that what what is i don't know what to uh i don't know what to assign that well no i mean in that worldview it, you're hard pressed to follow that system logically and arrive at any other conclusion right if, if we're just nature then how can good and bad possibly even exist right like yeah. we just made up those terms because that was what we naturally did and it's the same as a dog peeing on a fire hydrant nature could have picked a better example fire hydrants aren't particularly natural although with that argument if we're natural everything we make is natural anyway um <laughs> that's one extreme the other extreme is like, uh, I guess almost like the, ah, it's like the super anthrocentric perspective, almost like the religious perspective. Like we are here because we are great. We are awesome. We are powerful. We have risen above everything else. And we are the masters of our domain. Um, and in that perspective, you still can't make the argument humanity is bad because you just got done saying how great we are for having been able to even do all the horrible damage we've done to the planet. Well, in that perspective, are we just saying that uh, the things that humanity does are good because we've defined good as like the things that human do, the things that humans do. Therefore, it is good. It's this kind of uh, snake eating its own tail. Of we said this is good. What is good? What humans do? Well, then we do this. So therefore, it's good, and it keeps going on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that is that something? Uh, it sounds like bullshit. But I mean, if you make up what the words mean. But which is what we do. <laughs> we do make up what the words mean. We literally write the dictionaries. So I think that's a real perspective. And that's like the perspective of technology, science, like advancing ourselves. And from that perspective, you also don't have a strong argument that humanity is bad because it's just we are doing our best and we don't have the, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to live in this sort of system that we are also manipulating in ways that we at first weren't even aware and now i think i, I always think i think the I thing about technology is that almost always the effect outweighs the our understanding of the effect you know like when we first invented cars and you know the combustion engine the industrial revolution we had no idea how it was affecting the environment around us and now we have an idea of that so we don't invent those things anymore now we invent uh you know electric cars and we have batteries in them and the battery factories cause all sorts of damage around where we make the batteries because the horrible chemicals and uh then we like, okay we'll make windmills and then windmills in some places actually slow down wind enough that they cause like weird climate change in places because they're <laughs> absorbing energy from the wind and it's like messing up the weather and we're like oh oh gosh so like we keep our ability to change our environment always outreaches our understanding of that system and what's actually going to happen in it. Should we start to figure out what the, the thing that I feel like there is a general idea of what good in humanity means. Right. And it's, it's kind of like, um, 
helping other humans. It's I guess it's ultimately like trying to continue the human race so that generations from now there still is a habitable planet and like uh sustainable uh civilization. Is well, that cuz that cuz there's the kind of like what do you want to call that? Colloquial good? There's there's the idea we mean when we say good and when why we vote for people and like why we do anything. I don't know. I mean for me I think in order like, I am making the argument, slowly, as I talk about it, that I think humanity is good, or at least we have to assume it's good. And you have to operate under the assumption that it's good if you, want to, if you just want to be. Yeah, and I think the reason is because, yeah, and so the, the ramifications of that, Matt, are that, yes, I think because we're going to operate under the assumption that humanity is good, then things that allow humans to continue to exist are good, and things that don't are bad. So we go back to... Bread. Bread is good. It allows you to feed people, keep them alive. Maybe they'll think of a new idea for how we can stop global warming. Uh, that's, that's a good thing. I think that's, and like, we're going to talk a lot about art and culture in this show. And I think art is good because art advances us in a way that is different than the way technology advances us. And related, but you know, it's like a, a different kind of emotional, um, like cultural advancement that changes the way we look at and think about the world in a well, way that could- is very meaningful and impactful. I think things. I think that's a kind of force that uh, if we if we only move forward technologically, maybe we don't. Maybe there's no one around to point out that this invention is destroying the world we live in, and then that just keeps moving forward and destroys us because no one stepped back and said, "Hey, let's look at it this way. Let's advance in a different way. Let's advance our thinking." In order for us to even have conversations about art, technology, culture, we have to accept that it's all good. Like these things that we're doing are good because Mm -hmm. otherwise why bother, you know, making cultural advances? Why bother coming up with new ideas and talking about them? Why bother doing any of this stuff if we're all just at the end of the day, a net negative in the whole broad expanse of things. Knowledge is powerful. I think that's knowledge is why I think humanity is good. And I'm going to say objectively because yeah, we invented the idea of objective and and sure uh, some other alien race may have, vast more knowledge than we do and they just may know way better than we do whether something is actually objectively true they may look at us and go you're objectively a terrible race and if that's the case then they have a new kind of knowledge that we don't yet have and i don't think that means that we can't ever talk about what we at our current position and current lot in life understand to be good just because we don't have all the information because we never have all the information that other race that comes along that has enough information to know that we're terrible uh, they don't have all the information. There could be yet another race above them that's even more knowledgeable and knows all the other things <laughs> they're doing wrong and can point out their flaws and, and uh, shortcomings. So I think we, the only way we can advance the ball is to look at where we are and assume that the pursuit of that knowledge is a valuable thing and assume that we are good, like what we are doing is worth it in the universe. Uh, and if not, some big alien race will come along and smite us, and that'll be what we deserve. I think... I'm I'm still trying to figure out where I land on this because I'm I still have a hard time getting past the idea that humanity just is, and then we come up with our own idea of good because it helps us wake up and go do something and not just sit around and be upset that we're meaningless pieces in the universe. But because so even we're if we doing do that, that, though, like, even if that's the case, let's say. But that's that- what we're doing right now. So if we are going to do that. We're just going to decide that let's come up with a meaningful definition of good, and we're going to try to do that, and let's try to assess the things around us and assign that too, and maybe that'll just keep us moving forward, because I still think uh, 
I mean, I do think we're, I do think it's kind of all pointless, but that doesn't really <laughs> matter. It doesn't really matter because you're going to, uh, your purpose is just to kind of move forward and I guess have children and make sure that they have a better life too. Uh, even though I don't think you have to do that in order to have a good life. I don't know. I guess I don't understand where to separate the like biological need to move the species forward and have that be the only definition of good versus starting to define other things that could possibly even supersede that. Well, that's the thing is like the biological need, that's kind of like the very base level. Like that's kind of like the animal aspect, right? Like we each on some fundamental level believe that we and our genealogy and our bloodline should continue to exist. And it's not that we believe that it's that of course, all of our ancestors going all the way back to some primordial ooze they're our ancestors because they also had this innate sense. Uh, that's yeah. what caused them to survive when other things did not survive. And so we have that kind of baked into us. So it's not that that's actually good. That's actually, I think, just a, that's like a, you know, evolved behavior of response. I don't think that's, there's any actual like meaningful weight to that in terms of like the intellectual pursuit of good. But the thing I think is bigger in many ways is the idea that not just should I continue to survive, should I have offspring, and should I imbue them with the same genes and programming and DNA that made me also want to survive, but that I have a vested interest beyond my own survival in like what society and civilization does, right? Like yeah. a lot of the things we have you know, as our infrastructure are here because they do actually help us survive, right? Like inventing electricity, uh, inventing indoor plumbing, inventing infrastructure and transportation, uh, these sorts of things, you could, you know, kind of follow the line back deep enough. And I think you would get to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, that's survival. Like, it's nice to be warm and not have diseases and to be able to get places to trade and, you know, commune with others. But I think it'd be silly just to look at what civilization has done to this point and say that all of it is for that, right? Like, art, I don't think is for that. Uh, making movies, making music, making, uh, you know, other kinds of like creative pursuits, I think is, is beyond what is just there for survival. And I think that's the part that, that's what I'm really interested in talking about on this show overall, is like why we do that and which of those things do a good job at what their role in society and culture is. And I think it's, yeah. a, it's a real tangible role. I, th I do too, but I actually think you could, I think you could kind of easily make the, the argument that all of these additional things are still just survival it's just uh we're getting further and further away from like the bear grills version of survival where you're in the woods and you have a hatchet and that's that's all you need to survive uh it's just like a a further extension of that and maybe even it's about communicating with large groups of people in order to survive together because survival is a little bit more complicated now yeah i mean i think we're we're kind of dancing around like maslow's hierarchy of needs right mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm saying that if you look at the animal kingdom and the things that most animals struggle for in their like day-to-day -day life, you're, you're in the bottom like two rungs, maybe third rung of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. People that aren't familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, it's, it's a triangle <laughs> that uh, <laughs> is divided into sections. And the bottom section is, uh, oh, actually, let me give you a real definition for this. Um, it's a theory in, in psychology. And so the idea is that there are certain things in life that you don't care about unless other things are already taken care of. 
So like the basest level needs are like physiological needs. Like you need physically food, you need safety, you need shelter, you need these things that are like physically going to, uh, you know, water, that kind of stuff. You need these things to survive. And if one of those things is messed up, uh, you are going to focus 100% on that thing because that's what you need to like even live another day. Uh, then you've got like safety is the next level. Uh, then love and belonging. So idea of like friendship and family. Uh, then there's esteem and like, uh, confidence, achievement, the idea of other things. And finally, the top level is like self-actualization, uh, which is labeled on this particular uh, graph as morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, lack of prejudice, and acceptance of facts. Uh, and Matt, I think we can pretty much agree, maybe not, that most animals are not there, right? I don't think so. I, maybe, what, what, a dolphin and... No, those are some amoral amoral sea creatures (laughs) that's true i've heard stories there's evidence of doing problem solving but interestingly only when they're in domestic situations where we're taking care of all the other hierarchies of needs for them anyway um i think there's something to the point that at a certain point we are we have gone beyond the needs of like simple survival and most people not most people i mean the world's a complicated place there's a lot of poverty there's a lot of people that are struggling out there but there's a lot of people still that that's kind of a given for them every day. Like, yeah, I'm going to have my physiological needs met. I'm going to have my basic safety needs met. Uh, a lot of people have love and belonging all the time. And so we get to kind of like spend a lot of time dabbling in this esteem and self-actualization sections of this pyramid, which that I think is a huge part of the value of humanity. Like maybe all of the value of humanity. Like, the, yeah, sure. We got really good at solving those other problems, but so did otters, you know, like <laughs> they smash little clams on their tummies and that's solving a lot of problems for them. And it's very adorable. So like that to me is not what sets us apart from anything else. What actually makes humanity. It's these other sort of things at the peak of this pyramid. And so, yeah, I think to, in order to value those things, you have to just operate under the assumption that, all of what humanity is is good because it has allowed us to transcend this pyramid and for many, many people, give them these base level needs so that we can, you know, explore these other things and explore things like inventing Maslow's hierarchy of needs because this is all self-referential, right? Like if we didn't get to that point, we wouldn't even have any of these ideas. I think I agree. I think we have to... Oh, good. So, so I, I win the fourth one then too, right? No, I came up with the assumption that humans are good. You what disagreed you... with me. Rewind the tape. What are you talking about? I don't care. Rewind the tape. Here's what, here's what we, have, we have to stop. We have to stop with this, uh, oh, Matt agrees with Andy, therefore Andy wins. Yep. This is, this is, the show is transforming into something different than that. I don't think I can just dig my heels in every episode and be like, nah, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, no. I, really, I'm, I'm glad you really realize I'm come... right too. So now we have to change the show to operate under the assumption that I'm right most of the time. We should operate under the assumption that I'm probably right about everything. You're probably going to come to me with an idea and say like hey matt does this match your uh basic understanding of right and wrong i'm like well yeah it does because uh you know you're a smart guy too kind of i'm a very smart guy you're gonna say something uh, if i agree obviously that's great uh the interesting one will be occasionally you might be wrong about something you'll bring it to me and i'll have to point out that you're wrong but that'll be more rare that's all i'm saying i don't have to put up with this gaslighting we have this all on tape. <laughs> we have you in the trailer saying i don't believe anything can be objectively good or bad. Then we have in episodes one, two, and three, you agreeing that the things I'm bringing up are objectively good or bad. And here, you're agreeing with me. It sounds like that humanity is objectively good. No, I said I think, I think, I really actually think that nothing really matters and we're just like floating through space on a rock. But, but see, Matt, you, you can say you think that, but your behavior does not support that, that thesis. 
I do actually think that, but I think Why? in order to live a useful life, I think we just operate under the assumption that we're trying to do good. No, but see, that's not what actually think means. If you actually thought that, why are you making this podcast right now? Because it's fun. <laughs> I have to fill my time with something. You're just going to, you're basically whittling away on something until you shuffle off this mortal coil. Why can't you have fun while you're, while you're having a pointless existence? Why, because wrong with nothing that? matters, including fun, Matt, by operating under that assumption. Well, fun is I'm good. Just going, I'm just moving down, I'm moving down the hierarchy of needs. I'm just trying to fulfill those more basic ones. The, the need for, where's the need for fun on this one? I thought that would be like right towards the bottom. <laughs> no, no, fun's really quite at the top, I think. <laughs> Having I fun. See, uh, no, I mean for fun and party on the bottom here. But, but uh, this is, I feel like this is pointless, but if you, there's, there's no way you actually believe that. Like, I think you, you think that, like, you, like you, you think about those thoughts and you're like, yeah, I can't really come up with a good argument as to why that's not true. Except yeah. you know in your heart that it's not true, that humanity is great and we do amazing things. And it's amazing that we've been able to continue doing it. And that's why you keep participating. What, I don't understand what you mean by actually think. Like, I do actually think that there's no, like, there's, there's no overarching idea of good or bad that, that tells me that, indeed, what we're doing is good. I just think it's a useful assumption to make about the, uh, the, the general idea of our existence. Well, it doesn't matter how you label it. But my point is that you continue to exist and you yes. continue to participate in human society. Yeah. And do so not begrudgingly, but do so because of all the value it gives you in your life. And that's all good stuff. I mean, if you're asking why I don't just kill myself because, because of what I said earlier, I'm just saying I'm giving into my uh, biological need to continue to exist. That's all. And then if I'm going to do that, might as well have fun. And that's why you make a podcast and, uh, and do all those other fun, creative things you do because you really would like to have children. No, not necessarily that. Just I personally want to exist. Maybe I do at some point. I don't know yet, but I, I certainly want to continue to exist. I'm saying that you, you clearly, you're like a case study for somebody that clearly has reaped the benefits of all of these higher levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You have the yeah. gall to say that none of it matters. But I don't know that it matters in a universal objective sense. You just, like, I don't know if, if everything just blew up. It's not like there's some outside observing force being like, what a shame. I'm going to feel that way. No, you'll that's be dead. my you own personal up. take on it. Right. Well, there, because there's no outside force telling us that it's bad, uh, what does that even mean? So I think what I'm agreeing with is that it's a very useful assumption to say that what humans do are good, and I think that's a fun way to, con to continue talking about it. What I actually think is what I said earlier. I don't think it really matters. In, in a kind of universal objective sense, in an anthropocentric sense, sure, humans are good. But that's the only sense we have. Like, it's funny. I think... I think some people, and I'll venture to say... Here's the, th here's the problem with objective, is that it's... I feel like uh, it probably started with the idea that there is a God somewhere, and that th there is the objective sense, something outside of ourselves, and then as we get further away from religion, and we don't have that anymore, it's like, what does this thing even mean? Because there's no even outside force to judge us, so we only have us, so the only thing that this means now is indeed subjective, so what, what does anything mean, Andy? But that's the thing. That's why I said in the very first episode that I think this is defined internally. I don't think there's some big outside force. I don't think that matters. I don't think that's what objective means. I think objective means that for all the information we have available to us, which is for all intents and purposes, the whole world and universe and everything. Like if, if we don't know it exists or understand it, it doesn't basically in our, in our perspective. And when it comes into our perspective, I think our long history of uh, being relatively good and humanity being a good thing will 
absorb that information and adopt it and fold it into our understanding of the world and make ourselves better. Um, but, fuck, I was say something really important and good. <laughs> oh, what was it? You were talking about, what were you saying? Say the thing you were saying again. I was saying we're, we're, just, we're just floating through space on a rock and nothing really matters. And the only reason, uh, you know, the idea that we do something good is useful is because it keeps us moving forward. And otherwise... But what is forward? What is forward? Uh, not dying. But that's, we do so much well above and beyond not dying. Not being bored. <laughs> well, what, what, what is boredom? Why, why is that a thing we have to fight against? Uh, you know that feeling when you just sit around and you don't do anything and you think, hmm, I'm <laughs> bored. That's boredom. <sighs> Wish I could find better words to describe this. What's wrong, with, what's wrong with just killing boredom as a reason for doing something? I mean, you can pretend that's your reason if you want all day, but the actual reason is that you get deep enrichment out of the world that humanity has constructed for us. I do think it's that's a true. valuable, valuable I, good I wouldn't thing. say that's not true, but I don't think that's you, incompatible with the things I've said earlier. You don't think that's incompatible with nothing matters and there are no answers and it's not worth doing anything? Why can't I be fulfilled by like my own personal... Uh, wants and needs and still also think that that doesn't matter in a universal sense okay here's the thing i was gonna say okay i think that some people are so uh, shy of the idea of objective truth from an mm -hmm. anthropocentric view specifically i mean obviously okay. we know like religious people aren't shy of that idea it's their whole thing like yeah. faith-based systems the whole idea is that there is an objective truth and it's written down in a book or whatever yeah. and you can go find out about it um but those of us that don't subscribe to that the the reason i think people tend to be uh, reticent to accept those kinds of ideas is because it sounds like it's very arrogant to say mm -hmm. like we know what is good we know what is bad we know what we should and shouldn't be doing uh, but i actually think in a lot of ways it's kind of like the opposite of arrogance because you're accepting that all we know is what we know and that's all that is and all that matters and there's not mm -hmm. some other answer out there like for you to say like we don't know if anything is objectively good. That seems to make the assumption that there is something else out there that's deciding for us that's not us. But it's not. We only have ourselves. We're, we're, the we're, reason I say that is because I see objective as kind of an unattainable goal. So acknowledging that that can't be reached, then Except for the first three episodes are, of this show and math and science, which you think are objectively true. It's close to, I said for all practical purposes, basically every single time where you exhausted me to the point of just agreeing with you, and then we ended the episode. But you know what I really truly think is that uh, nothing can be objectively good or bad, so that's why it's funny that we keep arguing about this. Um, what I mean by that is that I think, what I was saying earlier, I think it is a, an the idea of objective anything is pretty unattainable. Um, we just end up with practical uses of things, practical definitions of things. Um, and I think it's very practical to think that humans are good and to move forward in that sense, moving forward meaning not dying. Um, and I don't actually think that there is an objective good, but I do think, I do want there to be that. I really like the idea of it. Um, and it's intriguing to me that we could reach it. I just don't actually think we can. So in your perspective, like there is not just good and bad, there's literally no objectivity whatsoever? Yes. That seems particularly crazy. Why is that crazy? I mean, because, like, I, I honestly, like, this whole, the whole reason that we, ha we talk about this all the time and we can, like, go through this and exhaust it nonstop is because yeah. if I believed you, <laughs> if I thought you really felt that way, or if <laughs> I really felt that way, like, why do you do anything? 
like wh- like if if there is nothing out there that is worth striving for like wh- what are you doing there is a point you heard me when i say it would i would love there to be that i would love to keep exploring the ideas of creativity and trying to make better things repeatedly but like the, the way i see you approach it or the way i see you describe it almost as if we're like we're, we need to head to down a singular path, and eventually it's possible that we get there to the answer. Um, and I think, don't you think in anything that you do, that there's never the answer, there's just many answers? I mean, I think... Because objective would imply that there is indeed one answer, and I don't, I don't actually think, that's think that necessarily there is. necessarily true, because... Why? There can be many answers that objectively are true like uh, i think you're you assume this like linearness and this like oneness to objectivity which Mm -hmm. i just don't see or feel or grasp at all like something can satisfy all of the variables and questions and like tests we could possibly put upon it for our Mm -hmm. understanding of the world and that to me is like that is that is it that's objectively whatever uh because everything we know and understand about the whole world around us uh, fits in this system uh, and that can work and oh, fuck, i'm losing my train of thought again Shit. it's okay the, re- the reason i have a really hard time with this is because i really honestly think what i think of when i think of objective is like some sort of outside some sort of outside observer some sort of god looking down upon everything and saying and deciding that things are good or bad then i also don't happen to believe that exists i don't think that there is a god i don't think that there is that outside of observer to make that judgment call. So that is a word that had an idea that does it, I don't think is factual. So I don't think that idea exists. I think it's a useful concept for us to hold. Um, and I do think it motivates people, but I don't think we're ever going to find that to be real. I think it's okay to motivate people uh, with something like that without it being real. I, I, but what is real? <laughs> like, if it motivates people and it's a thing that we agree on, like, yeah. what is real? What do you want to use a god as an example? What if no? Because I, 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 of... I feel like this god thing is like you throwing up some like straw man. Like, I don't think it is. What hasn't hasn't like you're uh, saying like you're saying one example of objectivity, which I really don't like, is this one is this one thing. Uh, why is that just one example? I think that's a pretty universal understanding, especially. Uh, let's go back 100 or 200 or 1,000 years or more, don't you think that would be a pretty uh, universal understanding of what something objectively good means? No. Really? No. Explain yourself. What do I have to explain? There's been people that have been questioning the establishment and questioning faith and industrial and institutionalized religions for all of history. Like, that's not... We're not the first people to ask some questions. I realize that, but I think if you... Uh, I think the entire idea of, of objective probably comes from the idea that there is some sort of outside source that is able to judge things. That, like, what's the point of having the terms objective and subjective if subjective is, like, affected by he- feelings and that's all humans can... Like, there's no way for a human not to be affected by your feelings, right? Yes, there is. We have something called, like, the scientific method that pretty much eliminates your feelings out of it. At least I thought you agreed with me there, but it sounds like you're against that now, too. Uh, like, we have things where we can invent a system, we can mm-hmm. invent an idea, and we can say, 
does this thing satisfy this system? And this is basically all just an, our attempt to understand the world around us, right? And so yeah. we observe something, we map some system, some idea onto it, and if the map matches reality, then we get closer and closer to understanding something fundamentally true about the world around us. And that to me is all of science, it's all of math, and at no point could you argue it's what any faith was ever doing. Like, faith is not that. Faith is, we can't come to any understanding of the world through that system that satisfies us because we are scared, we are uh, whatever. So mm-hmm. we are going to fall back on this other thing, which provides some like base need. Like, like it satisfies a need that people had, uh, but never did it have the pretense of what I think we define as, as objective as. I don't. I think it just shifts as we learn more about the world. You're just you're just a big punk. You just don't like the idea that anybody can have any kind of like uh, authority on anything. I think. I don't think that's what it is. I think, but I do think the definition of objective just shifts as we learn more about the world. Yeah. And I do. Agree, yeah. I do yeah. agree. No, that I agree completely. The scientific that method is. <laughs> that's the I whole thing. Agree. That's how beautiful it is. Uh, I do agree that the scientific method is as close to objective as we're going to get, as I said in the last show, or math, or things that, yes, are repeatable and they reflect the system. They, uh, they're able to explain the world that we live in as some sort of system, right? But, um, so, but you say, so I mean, you say it's as close to objective as we're going to get. Yeah. Where do those things fall short? Well, we haven't been able to figure out, um, well, what we're trying to do is, is, is come up with these methods for our own, um, our own purposes like i feel like the if if we ended up with some sort of version of the scientific method for movies we would be stoked that would be like the end game of this podcast uh the reason i think think is i say as close as possible because it's it's not impossible that the scientific method doesn't work 100 percent of the time if you find out if there's some other like planet world universe it's not impossible that, that that doesn't always work and some things cannot be repeated like you know what i mean it's and it's possible that our system of math breaks down in certain situations. Um, it's not impossible that those don't work when we find out more information about some very foreign thing, right? But, but why should you expect them to? Why is that what objective means? What do you mean, why should you expect them to? If, That's we, why if I say we have a system for, to understand just, everything that we can see and observe about the world, yeah. why would the expectation that, well, maybe there's something else out there mean that we can't talk about this thing that matches up with everything we can possibly observe? Oh, we can certainly talk about it, and it's a very useful thing. That's why I keep saying it's a very useful thing. That's what the word objective but means. <laughs> objective is not useful. It's a very useful word. Useful. Objective and useful are not synonyms, and you know that. No, but the word objective in this but situation is healthy, like... But it, I'm saying it's a healthy attitude to say that uh, this is the best, this is as close to the idea of objective that we have, so the scientific method is the best that we've come up with. It's possible these could fail for some unforeseen reason. Yeah. I think that's a healthy attitude. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're not objective. That's not what objective means. I, why is that not what that means? Objective doesn't mean like true for now and for all time and for all eternity and there's one and only one answer and like this big beautiful idea. It just means something that is true outside of people's individual perspectives, personal opinions and feelings. Like it's just a thing that is. And yes, as humanity advances, we will get a better understanding of the things that are, but to throw out all the things we know and say, well, they're not actually true or real because we don't know everything and there could be an alien and there could be this, like, that's like the flying spaghetti monster methodology. Like, there could be anything. Like, we can't assume that because there could be anything that everything we know and understand is not valuable. 
Well, here's here's the, a confusion I have, I guess, then, because it seems to me that if uh, if we find out something isn't true in the future because our our uh, our tests or our methods didn't really work, um, what do we blame that on? Don't we blame that on our own biases because we like? We, we saw as much as we could about the world. We had a bias about the way it was. We seemed to test it over and over and over, and it came out this way. And then we find something new. If we find something new that proves that thing to be untrue, it then was always untrue. It wasn't previously it was true, and now it's untrue. It was always untrue. What's the one factor that made that seem true? But so it was us. I mean, first of all, you seem like you say, what do we blame in that situation as if that situation is a problem? It's a great situation. That's a situation where we learn more, not where we no, find no, out we were true. wrong. No, no, it is true. But I mean, the tr- truth has meaning, right? Like, uh, if we're talking, I'm trying to say objective truth, right? Like, that's something that doesn't ever change. Whether we find out something is wrong later, what that's is what wrong I don't with agree this? With. What is wrong? We, wait, in- wait. we invented, here, here's the deal, Matt. We yeah. invented the idea of all of these things. So if yes. we say, like, two plus two is four... And that is objectively true, given our current understanding of the world and worldview. If something comes along and proves that wrong, it's not that it was always wrong, because now we just have a new system. Like, we didn't discover the truth, because there could be something, again, beyond that, and again, beyond that. And you seem, like, fixated on this idea that, well, we could eventually find out that maybe we're wrong, and therefore, nothing is true. Yes, I am saying that, and I continue to think that. Why is that different? If we suddenly find out that two plus two equals four was incorrect because our entire system of math was incorrect for some reason. That doesn't make all of the previous things still correct and then suddenly it's incorrect. Those things are untrue. If but we find a problem no, with the system, no, I disagree so then much. those things are untrue. Yes. No, I, I disagree because those things, I, I think it's important. My, my perspective is we don't, we don't discover things like we're just walking around the world and then we find them and we're like, oh, look. A, a fact, a new thing, and oh look, we just found the thing that means that two plus two is not four. We, we yeah. don't discover things in that sense when it comes to these kind of ideas. We create them. We we build them. We make them up. Like if we come up with something that tries to disprove that two plus two is four, it's because we invented a new and better way to understand the world. It doesn't mean that old way is wrong because without that old way, we probably would have never gotten to the better way. Like we we are constantly involving our understanding of the world, and objective just means the given the best we know right now the best situation we're at this is our understanding of everything and we invented that we invented the whole idea of understanding things like understanding and knowledge is not a thing that you just go out and discover it's a thing you have to build and create and make rules for and that's what we're doing so like to say that there could be something else out there there isn't literally if we stop existing two plus two plus four equals four forever and 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 ever in all eternity because we stop to exist and nothing is there to continue pushing that forward and try and discover something new there's not truths out there to be discovered there's only there's only our perspective there is only what we as humanity can observe and understand and and sort of give names and, and shape and form to so that's why objective can't be bigger than us because then it literally means nothing then it, the word just means nothing at all and there's no reason to talk about any of this because sure maybe there's something that we're, we don't know because there's always maybe something we don't know but like is that a reason to to not take advantage of like the latest uh, medical science if you're sick or a reason to, uh, you know, not try and, you know, do some good in your community because maybe you don't know what, what bad you're doing or to not leave the house because you might be stomping on all these invisible, you know, you know, bacteria and killing them. Like, there's always things we don't know. But there, yes, you're right about that. You're right that there are always going to be things that we don't know. 
And I don't think there, there's any point in not operating under the assumption that we're trying to do our best with what we know, because there's never going to be a point where there are no knowns. But I don't agree with you about the idea that like uh, our perception of the way the entire world works is objective truth. I think that there is a way the world actually works, and we're doing our best to come up with systems to show that, but we can be wrong. And if we are wrong about those things, it's great to learn more information and try to make better systems. But that doesn't, if our, the goal of the systems that we're creating or the rules or the methods or whatever is to understand the universe and we find something that, that shows us that that system is not actually showing us how the universe works, then it is wrong. And that's okay. And we'll change it and we'll have a better way of looking at the universe, but it can still continue to be wrong. And that does mean that all the things before that were wrong. There's mm. no way around that. I, I think there's a lot of ways around it because I just don't agree with you. Well, how do you not agree with that? Those previous things, you didn't do the greatest job of explaining the universe. But the universe here, here, is. Here, here's the, here's the we're problem, just Matt. trying to explain it and uh, understand it and do our best. If we're wrong about it, we'll change it. But we were still wrong. Okay, so Matt, so here's the idea. So uh, I think the, the problem I have with what you're describing is that yes. you seem to think that if we come up with a new system if we invent new knowledge to describe something in the world well, no, there's no i mean we're not inventing knowledge yes we are this is about this yes is about we discovery are. no there's no discovery inventing. there is no discovery there is discovery no 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 there's only invention like what do you th- describe the discovering something um well if you discover a new planet that has a set of rules that do not fit within your system then you have to, you to describe have to invent- a real thing that was discovered and not invented what uh okay like you i mean why why can't a planet be an example of that i mean why can't a name, planet be a, name a planet discovered? that we discovered and we did not invent knowledge to describe that discovery like there it yeah we invented yes we invented the the systems to explain it but we did say discover saturn we I mean, discovered that that exists. you can find a thing but you can't discover knowledge sure you can find a planet you cannot discover knowledge you invent knowledge you don't discover a new fact when Newton got bopped on the head by an apple, he didn't discover the theory of gravity. He invented that knowledge based on observations he had in the world. That seems like splitting hairs, though, because you no, did it's so indeed, important. I think it's you really did important. indeed discover the planet Saturn. You discovered that it was there, whether you found it or not. You discovered that it was there. Yeah, and you, you did invent a, a name for it. A park, you but... invented a name for it, which is great. Uh, and now that fits within your system. Now your your previous system of the your previous uh, rules of the solar system, uh, or your like your maps that explain it were wrong because there was a thing that was there that okay, Matt, is so not there now. How about this? Uh, tell me at yeah. which point in history we discovered Saturn. Was it when we first noticed there was a dot of color in the sky? Was yes. it when we first noticed that dot of color moved differently than the other dots of colors? Was it when we first noticed that that dot of color had rings around it and that it was probably a sphere? Was it when we first noticed that that dot of color spun around this other big sun and star in the middle of the system and we were all orbiting it uh, you know, concentrically? Like, At what point did we discover Saturn? At any of those points, I think that like if we, if we really want to get down to it and be like, look, the guy discovered it is the guy who saw it in the sky and pointed it and said that's different. Cool. No, I understand it your wasn't point different. It was that just it's a dot in the sky. more valuable to name it and learn more about it. But like, it's a pro. It's not a point in time. The discovery is not just like a single point in time. That's what I'm saying. That I'm saying we don't discover things. We invent knowledge. And if you want to say someone discovered a planet, like my question is, when was it, did it count as discovered? Because when it was a dot in the sky, it sure as fuck wasn't Saturn. It wasn't a planet. It was a dot in the sky. We had no means by which to understand any more than that. And we invent knowledge to better understand the world around us. And so like the fact that Saturn is spinning around the sun, like that's not 
you know, that's just, I would argue that's objectively true, that Saturn spins around the sun. Uh, I would argue that too. What, what do you mean? You, you just have no objectivity. Uh, no, what I'm saying is that there are things, like, I do think the objective truth is like the things that do exist in the world. I just, I am saying that we could be wrong. I think that's objectively true because that's the best that I know. Yeah. Right? It's objectively but true. We could be wrong. Yes. No, no, I could just be like wrong. Just like everyone Someone else in, in all of history was wrong like, about what Saturn was. But guess, here's, the, here's what could happen, Andy. Someone could tell us that they actually, they got even closer. They have a better telescope. They actually went to Saturn and they're like, guess what? It's not even actually there. It's a visual illusion. Isn't that crazy? Guess who was, would have been wrong? Both of us right now. Not objective truth anymore. But Matt. But Andy. Oh, I understand what you're saying about creating knowledge, and I think it's very valuable. I get that. But there still is discovery, and there's a difference between no. creating knowledge and discovery. No, but here's the problem. Like, your assumption is that we are moving in this line, and that everything that we discover is inherently more true than whatever came before it. Which... I don't think that's necessarily true. I think you can take steps backwards, but I do think that there is... An objective idea of what exists and we're simply trying to reflect it i don't really i don't really care if we're moving in line like we could come up with some bullshit and add that to our system and it could be more wrong it could be much more wrong than it is now i'm gonna edit or, this show so i can get all the clips of you saying that objective exists and then i'll cut that in with the part where you said nothing is objective and i'm just gonna go back and forth on that forever because it feel like i'm running in circles over here but, i don't think i'm being uh, do you think i'm being not clear about what i'm yes, saying though yes extremely not clear <laughs> I think objective is the world in which it exists. But you think it's completely truth, impossible for us. You said it's impossible for us to understand it. It's imp- uh, I don't know if I said that. You, did. I said you said it's, it's impos- impossible for us to get there multiple times. You said we are never going to get there. Well, okay, here's, this, here's what I'm trying to say by that. I'm saying it's impossible for us to... I do think it's going to be impossible for us to understand it 100% because of the concept of infinity. <laughs> Why is that crazy? That's Because we invented crazy. the concept of infinity. So what? That's well, not here's, a thing. Here's the thing. We didn't discover the... infinity. We invented that idea to describe how certain squiggles in the sand or on pieces of parchment would behave with each other. That's not a thing. Infi- I mean, infinity is a concept that we use to understand the universe. And the idea, we could be wrong about the universe being infinite, but it pro- like, if that's correct, if that is indeed an objective truth, then it is infinite. That is a real thing. That's just what we're using. That's the term we're using to describe it. That doesn't mean it's not a real thing. I, I feel like this is like the, a call is coming from inside the house kind of scenario because you're, you're using like the own fruits of our own knowledge invention to try yeah. and argue for the fact that we will never understand things because of why these do, things. Why that, is it crazy that I don't think we're ever going to understand everything? But because <sighs> I don't think that's crazy <sighs> at all. It's not that. Well, so if if. If the universe is infinite, time is also infinite in, in this scenario? Yes. So given infinite time, we would come to understand everything, correct? That's how infinity works. And time is infinite unless we stop learning things at some point, which, yes. why would we do that? We would eventually come to know everything, right? Well, I think humans will die first. <sighs> Boy. Here's why I think it's important. I think it's important because if, if you are of the opinion that there is something bigger than we can ever understand out yeah. there, which, by the way, sounds an awful lot like faith. Just saying. Uh, sounds an awful lot like God. If you believe there's something that's bigger than we can ever understand, then... I think that's just being humble, to be honest. Oh, but I see, don't think that has anything to do uh, with God or faith or anything. What's, what's the bigger thing then, Matt? What's the bigger thing we can't understand? 
the entire universe. I just think we're never going to we're never going to see the entire can we universe. Understand, I don't can think we understand our, one part of it? Yeah, sure. I think we can understand one part of it. Completely. My only point previously was that it it could very well be proven wrong, at which point that's no longer true. Mm. And nothing before it was true if it was based on that system. That's all I'm saying. This is a bad episode of a podcast. <laughs> Maybe it is, but I, this is, seems like we need to establish this. I think I'm being very clear about... I think I'm being very I'm clear so confused about what this as to what means. We've established. I think I'm being very clear about what I mean when I say things are objective. And I do think you will you definitely exhaust me to the point where I will just agree with you that bread is objectively good. But if I, I don't actually think that, I just think that we're floating through space, nothing really matters, but it sure is nice for humans. Okay, so so let me I'm going to genuinely, I am not trolling you. Okay. I'm going to try and parrot back to you what I believe I understand you to have said over the course of this past fifty four minutes. And I'm going to correct you as, as we go, okay? Sure. So, okay. first point, there is what you seem to be describing as the way the world is. Yes. Like, that is a thing. There is, yes. There is the actual world and the way it operates. And you believe that, that the world is one way. Like, it is just the way it is, and some people I think understand it, some people don't. I think it's an ever-changing thing, but I do think that it is a thing. Is that the question? Oh, yes, I, I do I, think I'm the just, world I'm is trying, a thing. I'm, I'm trying to understand you. <laughs> yes. So you think that the world is one way. Yes. And that we will never understand the way that that is. I don't think we're ever saying, well, the universe. I don't think we're ever going to understand the entire universe. That's correct. But you do think we can understand parts of it completely. I don't know that I think we can understand parts of it completely, because I think there's always the possibility that, like, because we don't understand the entire system, there are pieces of it we can't fully understand. But I think we can get pretty close. I think we're really close on a lot of things. Or I think so, but I could be wrong because maybe we're going to find out something later that proves that we're really, really wrong. And you think we discover things that make us wrong? Yes. Not Obviously, we have to come... knowledge that replaces previous knowledge. Well, I think once we discover something, it forces us to create new terms and new systems and new rules. But I do think if we're going to base it on anything real, it, has, it starts with discovery. When you pair it back, doesn't sound crazy, does it? No, it sounds really crazy. But it this is not an episode where you have exhausted me to the point where I'm giving up. This is great. Which is what so, our new podcast is. It's called Who Can Exhaust the Other One First, Andy well, or Matt? And when I get God. four hours of sleep, apparently it's you. I'm so glad I'm right, because here's all we're going to say. Humanity so wait, so you, so, is pretty so useful. <laughs> now, back to the, the topic of humanity. Yes. So you win. You get to say whether humanity is objectively good or bad. I think humanity just is. There's no objective good or badness, but I'm going to operate the, under the assumption that we're good because it's useful, but I don't think it's objective. I'm so f***ing tired.